This is a Rooster Teeth production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about all things theme park related, attractions, experiences, shows, rides, you name it, foods as well, and churros. Hi, I'm your host, Jack, and of course, I'm joined always by my beautiful co-host, Mr. Jeff Ramsey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hey, Jack. I know we haven't been rating your intros for a while. I know we moved on to I that. I bad uh, about moved that Moved on one. from that. I was going to say, I feel like you were on the precipice of, uh-huh. of fudging it, but you pulled it out. Because I usually start with, hello, everyone. Yeah, you did. And I this time I started, ladies and gentlemen which it was a little it, it, it threw me off I, I'll, I'll admit but you you saved it at the end I got mixed up a little bit I, got I think mixed it up. was still good like I said I'm not going to grade you anymore in your interest That's but I, I wanted to point out that I thought you did an admirable job of coming back from the edge thank you on we, that we've done 22 episodes of this now we're, we're approaching the half year mark 22 episodes in 12 years in 12 years uh, uh, and 12 years <laughs> oh, leading yeah. up to that yeah okay other stuff but uh yeah anyway thank you very much everyone for tuning in for annual pass this is uh, the theme park podcast from rooster teeth productions don't forget to follow us on social media just go ahead and just drink that right into the mic. Are you okay, Jeff? What's going on there? I didn't want to clink the ice, oh. so I was trying to very slowly <laughs> put it back down. We are in studio for our second recording, or technically third studio recording, the... if you count Universal as well. Well, technically fourth, because fourth. we recorded two episodes there. But I would say, I guess still, so. still an individual recording session. Third though. time in studio. Fourth episode, third session. Fourth episode so. In this recording. is confusing as confusing as the year to season thing on my other podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But anyway, we were very happy to be back. Uh, we have a very very special treat. We actually have a guest in studio today, Jeff. First episode, first session in studio guest. Yes, first in studio <laughs> guest ever, and, and we'll we'll bring her on in a little bit. I'm going to go through the whole ride we're talking about today. We're talking about dinosaur at Animal Kingdom. It's the first Animal Kingdom attraction we're doing. Is that true? Is it the first Animal Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, really. So one of the first things I did when I got back in office because I have a lot more time to work on stuff is I made a spreadsheet of all the different attractions at all the Orlando parks and then I'm just marking the ones we've done and I was like we haven't done an Animal Kingdom attraction yet. How, how many are there on the list? Like just in total probably yeah. about a hundred attractions across these six parks I marked down and again that's just the Universal and Disney parks. Okay. And so you still got Legoland you still got SeaWorld you got Busch Gardens and then you got Six Flags which are all over America then you've got the California parks there's, there's plenty of episodes to be done Jeff. So don't worry your little head. I know you sound very concerned about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, one quick update. Oh, first of all, uh, number one, thank you very much, everyone who follows us and, and posts messages on Rooster Teeth and all of the beautiful comments we get from you, all the images we've gotten. We've gotten so many people taking photos in their annual pass shirts at Halloween Horror Nights, which makes me very, very happy. Yeah. And I want to say right now, the first person that sends me a photo, a selfie with Jack the Clown Wearing an annual pass shirt, I'll send you something. I'll, I'll find something and I'll send it. And I totally forgot to bring the park maps into sight. <laughs> anyway, we will do that. I will send you something once I bring them in and get Jeff to sign it. We'll, is, we'll mail out these things. It's going to take as long to mail those out as it did for you to do Achievement Hunter the Music. Yeah, it's it's a running it's a running joke at this point. Yeah. But anyway, I want someone to take a selfie with Jack, the Clown King of and Halloween Horror Nights. Send it to Jack, who is a clown. Well, then then tag annual pass and just post it on Twitter, and then we'll be like, oh my god, that's amazing. So you know, tell Jack we say hi. So. That's awesome. And don't forget to go to store.roostreet.com, pick up shirts. Jeff mm-hmm. and I, we're both wearing annual pass shirts today by accident, which is fantastic. Pretty funny. 
<laughs> we have the hats, we have the shirts, we have the jackets. We've got a poster coming soon, and I've seen some stuff for Halloween that we've got prepped that looks awesome, and I'm very, very excited to get that up and running soon. And it sounds like we might actually be able to attend some of the Halloween... We uh, are in talks about going to Orlando and checking out Halloween Horror Nights, yeah, I think so maybe we, the, the, fingers crossed, knock on... Knock on wood. Scheduling for two middle-aged men uh, with <laughs> careers and families becomes difficult, especially yeah. in the middle of a post-pandemic world, but I yeah. think we might be able to figure it I out. I think so. I think we've gotten to a point where we figure out we can safely do it. And uh, yeah, so we might be going to Halloween Horror Nights and also doing a bunch of recording in Orlando again with our friends at Universal. So yeah, I'm very be, excited for that. It'll be Halloween Horror Nights and Halloween regular days, I guess, <laughs> over there. Yeah, so October is going to be a very spooky month for annual pass. We're going to try to do some Halloween Horror Night stuff and, and do some you know spooky-themed rides and attractions as well. We've got a very special guest for an episode coming up soon who worked on, uh, I'll, I'll say it right now, we're going to do Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review, which, <laughs> I, that, do you know what that is at all? I have no idea what all that right, is. All right, it's, it's an attraction that's gone now, replaced by one of the worst attractions ever. But that's okay. But the, the actual show is fantastic. There was a, a Beetlejuice music show where it had like, all the classic monsters from Universal and we might have someone who was in that show. Can I be honest with you? Yes. The way you said, but that's okay, leads me to believe that you were disingenuous. About the, the ride that replaced it? <laughs> yeah, about oh, no. how it being okay. It's it's like they took a, you know, a Van Gogh and just like tore it down and put like one of those posters you get at a college like dorm sale. You know, it's like, oh, look, it's a, it's a pot leaf that glows in the dark. Like, that's pretty much what they, they replaced. They replaced a Van Gogh not, not only they replaced, with a glow-in-the-dark uh -huh. felt pot leaf. Exactly. Yeah. It's not only that. They replaced Beetlejuice's Graveyard Review and Earthquake or Disaster, depending on when you saw it, which are two amazing attractions. Not amazing enough. With with Fast and Furious Supercharged. And oh my God. Oh, this is that. Dude, you weren't happy with uh, that ride when we walked by it when yeah, we were there. Yeah. Yeah, it is not. It's. You had a lot to well, say we'll get, off camera. We'll get to that one in the future, but. Uh, I have an update for us, Jeff. Okay. So remember how we were talking about G-Forces and how we didn't understand what the hell a G-Force was? Yeah, 1G, 1G. Yeah, 1G and 1G positive. And anyway, so uh, we have a, a community member named the TNT Raider, who is a big roller coaster fan. They've, they've sent us questions before. I think I've mentioned them before in a few things. And they gave us a proper education on what G-Forces are. According to this random person on the a internet. According to this random person to trust. who we 100% trust. Because why would our why would the annual pass community, why would the pass holders lie to us? That's a great point. Makes no sense at all. So I'm going to read this verbatim for what the TNT Raider said, all right? G-Force explanation. So G-Forces on roller coasters are generally divided into four specific kinds of G-Forces. Positive, negative, lateral, and linear. Fancy. I didn't know any of that. Okay. Positive G-forces are when the force of the roller coaster pushes the rider back into their seat, like when you go up a hill at a very high speed. So, like, boost pushes you back. Yeah. That, that's a positive G-force. Negative G-forces are the opposite, in that riders feel themselves lift out of a seat, commonly known as airtime, like when going over a hill at high speed. Like yeah, that's my, I don't like that part. The hoop-de-doos, the yeah, hoop-de-doos, right? I remember this. Lateral G-forces are when riders are pushed side to side. For example, mouse coasters, which are compact coasters, very tight, unbanked turns, are known for high lateral G. So those are the ones, they're like flat rides, except they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I'm fine with those. Those yeah. are okay Gs in But my those like push you off the side, make you feel like you're going to fly out of the car. And then finally, linear G-forces are the four Forces felt during a launch down a straight piece of track. So the 1G forces that were mentioned with the Velocicoaster and Hulk actually refer to the linear Gs felt during the ride launches. So there you go. So we were right. 
Sure. <laughs> I don't. Now I, I fail to see how we were wrong in any of that. Wait. So our linear. Okay. So the TNT Raider. Anyone listening to Annual Pass Community. So are linear G forces and positive G forces not the same thing? Because positive G forces are when you are pushed back in your seat, but linear G forces are also when you're pushed back in your seat. So I'm confused. Well, we're gonna we'll, we'll need right. another citation next episode. Yeah, this will well, it'll be a couple episodes. We're recording a couple episodes today. So TNT Raider, if you could explain the difference or anyone out there between linear G forces and positive G forces, like in the Venn diagram, do they fit yeah, the same circle? That's you know? a great question. Also, let us know how. Uh, what's your favorite G force? <laughs> Which one? One, two, <laughs> positive. Anyway, so there you go. We I, I always go through and read all the comments on all of our episodes over on Rooster Teeth because you guys are great. And thank you so much. We've had some really great discussions on there. And I love seeing people just talk about, you know, community stuff and roller coasters and, and shows and everything. And we got a bunch of cool stuff coming up soon. It's almost like this community is actually a community. It's I love a, it. It's such a good community. It's yeah. beautiful. So, Jeff, without further ado, let's talk about today's attraction. You ready for this? Yes, I am. We are doing the very first Animal Kingdom episode. This is Dinosaur. Now, for people, not myself, obviously, yes, well-versed, industry professional, mm-hmm. uh, been doing this for a while now, but for people who uh, maybe are just casual listeners and maybe don't aren't versed in what the difference between a Magic Kingdom and an Animal Kingdom is, mm-hmm. maybe you could let me them know. So, <laughs> so Walt Disney World is Orlando, Florida. Walt Disney World exists in Orlando, Florida, where Disneyland is in California, in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney World comprises of four theme parks and I think two water parks now, maybe th- two. Yeah, two. Okay. It used to be three, but now two. River Country's gone. Anyway, so there's four theme parks that comprise Walt Disney World. You have Magic Kingdom, which has been around for 50 years and a couple weeks. Uh, you've got Epcot, which you went to, and that opened up in 1982. You've got Disney MGM Studios, now Hollywood Studios, which opened in 1989. What is that? Disney's Hollywood Studios. Have we have I have I done stuff there? I don't think so. That's where like the Star Wars stuff is, and Pixar Land, and like or Toy Story Land. Well, I did all that stuff in Disneyland. So it's its own park there. Yeah, oh yeah. So Disneyland only has Disneyland and then Disney's California Adventure. They yeah. only have two parks on the West Coast. In Florida, they have the Hollywood Studios, which is kind of all the movie theme stuff that gotcha. ends up there. Gotcha. So Batsu or the Black Spire Outpost is in Hollywood Studios in Florida. And that's where I worked. That's why I, I worked at Disney MGM Studios when I did my college program there. That I was see, where I see. I did the great movie ride, I did the backlot tour when I was there. And so anyway, uh, it is now Disney's Hollywood Studios, and that opened up in 1989. And then in 1998, Animal Kingdom opened, which was a kind of uh, it was, it's not a zoo was the big thing. Like they said, oh, it's not a zoo, which was like the promotion for it because it's a theme park with animals, but it's not just a zoo. It was a whole thing. And they had this massive, massive scope for it. And then Michael Eisner, who was running Disney at the time, realized, oh, this is a lot more expensive to keep animals safe and, ha- and happy and healthy. So they started paring down what it was going to be, mm. which meant really kind of shrinking two different areas of the park that they had planned more fantastical stuff. So, you know, there's a few different parts of the park. You have, you have Africa, you have Asia, and a few other ones. And then they were also going to have a dinosaur area and a beastly kingdom area, which was fantasy creatures. So, like, mm-hmm. unicorns and dragons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, but they, they were- don't exist, so that threw a monkey wrench in there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. ultimately, beastly kingdom uh, actually was just taken out of the initial planning because it was going to be too expensive. And so the dinosaur area became Dinoland USA and that opened up and uh it's I'll be honest not a fantastic area it's it's sort of it's it's meant to look uh I'll, I'll just say this at one point in Dinoland USA they recreated a parking lot so <laughs> why 
Yeah, exactly. That's the question, Jeff. Why? And so maybe our guest today can give us a little bit more answers on that. So like they have a whole carnival thing and they've got a little kind of a crappy roller coaster ride, the primeval whirl. And it it seems like a great place to put Jurassic Park stuff. Well, that's universal. But, you know, know, dinosaurs, you know, you could do some fun stuff with it. And they had some they had some big attractions planned, got shrunk down, got kind of combined. They were going to do this dark ride thing uh, that was going to be really cool. And they were going to do a roller coaster. And then they realized, like, well, we'll kind of mush them together and we'll make an attraction called Countdown to Extinction, which is what we're talking about today. Okay. Man, this licensing thing is crazy because you say that, but then every park on Earth has three Marvel rides. <laughs> Feels like it, right? Yeah. That's dude, the whole Marvel issue with like Universal having the rights to Marvel west or east of the Mississippi and Disney having it west of the Mississippi. It's a whole, it's a whole kerfuffle. I wonder we'll, we'll if the Mississippi the had any idea when it was <laughs> when it was forging its path that it was going to be so integral to entertainment. Yeah. In this, so many ways, all the radio you know, like stations, radio stations yeah. the K's and the W's, <laughs> the Disney licensing. It's insane. It's so easy. You know? Anyway, so Countdown to Extinction became Dinosaur a few years after it opened. It was the only dark ride that opened with Animal Kingdom. So Animal Kingdom. When you say dark ride, you just mean it's inside? Basically, yeah. yeah it's, okay. it's like inside themed, kind of tells a story, you know, um, like a dark ride. I mean, dark ride is sort of a general catch all for indoor attractions. Was the Harry Potter puke ride a dark ride? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. That, it's, a, it's more of a modern dark ride. Even this is a pretty modern one. So initially, Dino Land USA and uh, Beasley Kingdom was the sort of the fight between the two of them. Right around the time they were developing what Animal Kingdom was going to be, 1995, Jurassic Park came out, and they were like, oh, crap, dinosaurs. People love dinosaurs again. Or was it 94? Anyway, around then, Jurassic Park came out, and Michael Eisner was like, people love dinosaurs. Let's do the dinosaur thing instead of the Beastly Kingdom thing. And so that's kind of where that came from. And also the Beastly Kingdom team, they were like, well, I guess we're not welcome here. So they left. A lot of people who worked on the Beastly Kingdom stuff, they left and went to Universal and ended up creating Lost Continents at Islands of Adventure. A lot of them did, who worked on that. So that was kind of a fantasy area. It's in the Islands of Adventure. You walked past that at some point. It's kind of, they've shrunk it down as Harry Potter has grown, but there was a whole, like, the the Dueling Dragons roller coaster was kind of planned for Animal Kingdom, ended up over at Universal, and then there's, like, a whole Poseidon attraction as well, so. I bet that was some, those were some fun conversations to have (laughs) with the, listen, we need you to do exactly what you were doing at Disney over here, but it has to be totally different for rights (laughs) reasons. So you don't take any of your ideas because you, that that could open us up to liability. Yeah. But make very similar ideas yeah, over here. That's pretty interesting. So sort of the taste, the remnants of Beastly Kingdom ended up over at Universal. And so now, of course, that whole area is getting shrunk down and shrunk down. And so there's a rumor that the, the Lost Continent is going to become Hyrule at some point. But that's a whole other story. Man, for who, who did the Beastly Kingdom piss off in the universe <laughs> to just keep getting shuffled and shrunk, shuffled and shrunk? Yeah. Also, so one of the things, too, that Eisner liked was the fact that the dinosaur team, Countdown to Extinction team, was willing to compromise and use the Indiana Jones attraction vehicles in their ride system for Florida. So there's a ride in in Disneyland, the Indiana Jones ride. It's incredible. And so they're like, well, let's use that same cart system to save on having to develop a new one. So that was good. And so the ride vehicles are identical to the one. I mean, the the actual shape of them is different, but the mechanics of it are identical to the Indiana Jones one. So I don't know. Did you ride that when you were in Disneyland? Possibly. You would remember. There was a giant bridge and a skull and fire. Did Indiana Jones hang from a ceiling? Yes. Yeah, he got stuck. 
And he just hung there for a while, and we just had to sit there and watch him like try to climb back up a rope. Wait, he got stuck or you got stuck? No, Indiana Jones got stuck, and then the ride shut down for a minute, and then eventually <laughs> we just kept going. But we, because of that, it didn't trigger the ball part, so we just missed the part where we were getting Aww. chased by a ball or something, I well, think. I don't know. I, didn't, I wasn't there. I was just told that like that wasn't supposed to happen. He was. He, he's not supposed to hang there indefinitely. Quick jack tip. If something like that ever happens to you, if you're ever on an attraction that shuts down mid-ride or stops mid-ride, when you get off... Find a cast member and be like, hey, I, that wasn't the greatest experience. It got the ride shut down about halfway through. Nine out of ten times, they will give you a fast pass or a like return attraction pass to ride the ride again. Oh. Yeah. So if you ever encountered that, if you ever on a ride, like we did Fantastic Journey in, uh, in Universal one time, and midway through, we got stopped like at the Whomping Willow and just stared at it. And then afterwards, we're like, hey, that didn't go well. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on. They literally walked us back up the ride and let us do it again. What do you think the chances are if next time we go to Disneyland, which I'm assuming will probably be sometime next year? Yeah, I would think, given this job, mm-hmm. would you go with me up to those attendants and just say, hey, listen, uh, I didn't know that I could do this last time. <laughs> the ride broke. Uh, it's been two and a half years, but there was a pandemic in between. I yeah. couldn't get back here fast enough. But Jack tells me you guys are going to give me a fast pass. So. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, cool. we, we can Thanks. try that. We'll give it a shot <laughs> and see what happens. It. What else here? What else do I got? Uh, so some of the, the animatronics. Obviously, there are dinosaur animatronics on the ride. There's some of the largest ones ever built by Disney. And so like fully motion animatronics. Like how big? I want to say like 20 feet. Like dinosaur size? Yeah, I mean, ideally realistic dinosaur size. So pretty big. Some are small. There's, you know, raptors on the ride. There's a carnotaurus on the ride that's huge. There's a a sauropod. There's all kinds of big different things. You just named two dinosaurs I've never heard in my life. Carnotaurus? You've never heard of a carnotaurus? I don't think so. They look kind of like a T-Rex. They got little horns, too. And the one in the ride's red. I'm sure I could pick it out of a lineup. I just didn't know that it had a different name. <laughs> they never released the cost, but it's estimated $40 to $60 million to build this thing. That's uh, nothing. They paid $300 million just to build whatever we talked about last week. <laughs> what was that? Uh, oh, what? the people. What, no, the, the, the people Test Track. Over. Test Track, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot, lot of money when it's that thing. So. It's like a sixth of the cost of a Test Track. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was also part of the larger thing. I mean, they were building it as they were building Animal yeah. Kingdom. So it was all kind of in there at the same time. Our good friend Bill Nye is in the pre-show area as well because they have to make it realistic. And he talks about extinction of dinosaurs and meteors and everything coming to land on Earth. And there's fossils and stuff in the pre-show area and the, the line, the queue. Can I tell you a little Bill Nye thing? I would love to hear a Bill Nye A couple thing. years ago, Gus and I did, uh, Gus is a coworker of us at the day job here. Mm-hmm. We did an episode of his Netflix show with him, uh, much of which oh, was yeah. cut. We were just in the like first five minutes. And I wanted to make a joke in that moment because he was like, the whole point of us going there was to make fun of him and make fun of his video game and how bad it was. And I wanted to make a joke that has I didn't make because I was too scared in the moment, but it has haunted me every day since then. And it was, I don't remember what the specific joke was, but I wanted to make a joke about how uh, I was mistaking him for Beekman's world. And I just wasn't brave enough to do it. I didn't know like his level of like, Self-effacing humor, and it's been it's it bugs me, and I, it'll I'll be on my deathbed mad that I didn't make the Beekman's <laughs> Beekman world joke. joke. Yeah. Where's the rat suit? Man, there was a weird time in like the '90s where it was like Mr. Wizard was like the 80s. jam in 80s. the '80s, yeah. And then in the '90s we had Beekman and Bill Nye. Yeah, they, they were Beekman's like world com- and they were like Nye. competing scientists. We don't really have that now, which makes me sad because I love that stuff. I, as a kid growing up, I love those shows. Now nah, like, we have the internet. Now we have forums. I guess yeah. we have Captain Disillusion, who actually did a Beekman episode. He, <laughs> oh, had, he had Beekman come on for an episode. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Captain D is awesome. Love that guy. What else here? Okay, so pre-show area, a lot of fossils, a lot of cool paintings and stuff. It's a really neat queue, actually. And then you get to the actual pre-show where they show videos. You know, they're kind of talking about the thing because you're in the Dino Institute, right? So you have Dr. Marsh pop up, who is the director of the Dino Institute, and it's Felicia Rashad from The Cosby Show. So Felicia Rashad is doing 
she's moonlighting as the head of the <laughs> Dino maybe, Institute. Maybe Miss Cosby went on to you know get really into archaeology and run the Dino Institute. I don't know. Is it canon with the? <laughs> How does that work? Well, I don't unless she changed her name, which you know maybe is her she name did. Claire Huxtable. No, it's, the, okay. it's it's Doctor Marsh. So okay, Dr. Ma- Marsh. maybe that's her maiden name. Maybe you know she divorced and you well, know, she went on, <laughs> yeah. returned, became Doctor Marsh, and uh, and anyway, and then you also have Doctor Seeker, who's kind of a weird little little character as well. And uh, the whole thing with him is he's supposed to give like the the spiel about like safety and like hey I'll tell you about the safety, and then Doctor Marsh leaves and he goes, actually here's the real plan. So they've developed these rovers that can travel through time, mm-hmm. and so we're going to send you back to like the Cretaceous period or for a wood period, but sometime in dinosaur area, and it's, it's supposed to be a safe ride and stuff. He's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. I'm sending you back because there's a dinosaur I don't want to bring here because if I can send you there, why not bring something back? Completely ignoring whole timeline consequences and paradoxes and whatnot. But anyway, so he's like, we'll do that. I already went there on an like, unauthorized trip and I tracked this dinosaur. He's a cute little guy. You go find him, bring him back, and it'll all be good. And then Dr. Marsh shows up and she's like, yeah, you're not doing that, you psychopath. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then he gives the whole like spiel about like sit down, buckle your seatbelt and stuff. And she's like, okay, well, good job. And then she leaves and he goes, just kidding. We're going to send you back in time and you're going to find this dinosaur. So this guy is also a scientist? Yes, supposedly. He says Dr. Seeker is his name. So I'm assuming he has at least a PhD in something. Doctor fight right in front of us, too. <laughs> this is awkward. So from there, he's like, all right. And, you know, he unlocks the time circus. He's like, we're going to send you there. Oh, by the way, it's close to the asteroids hitting Earth. So, uh, yeah, here, here's we got a photo of Dr. Seeker. He looks like kind of a someone who would he would bend the rules, right? He looks like a guy who'd steal a dinosaur. <laughs> so after that, they send you out. You've got your, your time rover in front of you. A lot of seats. You all get in. You get buckled up. And then, uh, Jeff, are you ready to go on a ride with me in one through dinosaur? One second. I have a question before we go yes. further. You've explained to me the rich world of the dinosaur backstory. Yes. Right? The, the, this universe building, this world building that they've done with Dr. Seeker and Dr. Huxtable. Uh, <laughs> do these characters or does this storyline appear anywhere else in Animal Kingdom? No. It, it, it doesn't bleed over no, anywhere. It, it's, it, it's totally contained the, in this well, ride. So the original name of the, sh- of the ride was Countdown to Extinction. And then in 1999, the movie Dinosaur came out. So they sort of rethemed a few things around you know, the, the, the whole point was when they were making this ride, they actually worked with the animation team to sort mm. of base characters in the ride around the characters that were going to be in the movie. So when the movie came out, they then sort of renamed it to Dinosaur, and they uh, they supposedly tamed it a little bit. Still terrifying. And uh, anyway, and so that you kind of know, like, oh, that's the dinosaur from the movie. And they there was a Triceratops in the front, and like a big statue of a Triceratops, and they replaced it with the dinosaur from the actual show. And so... Anyway, how disappointing to be that Triceratops. It's Aladar is the name of the our, our guest gave me gave me a heads up on that. Aladar is the name of the dinosaur we're going after. So okay, that's the one that Seeker tagged, and that's the one we're going after. And, and Jeff, that's a that's a real dinosaur. That is a real dinosaur. Well, Aladar is his name. Oh yeah, it's it's a oh god, wait, hang on, I've got first I've, name. That yeah, it's his first name. It's a proper name. Uh, let's see if I can. It is a uh, uh, okay. I have got it here. So Iguanodon. That's his name. It's an Iguanodon. All right. So here we go, Jeff. Are you ready right now? With I am. Me? I, I'm now ready. You're, I'm ready with you. <laughs> ready with I'm me. with ready you. All right, to go on dinosaur slash countdown to extinction and ride along and go back in time and find a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, Jeff. 
back! We are in Animal Kingdom and we have gone through the queue already at Dinosaur. Well, I learned so much about dinosaurs and uh, fossils and I assume, probably. There's yeah. pictures yeah. and all B kinds of Bill stuff. Bill Nye showed you a bunch of stuff and then Felicia Rashad was like, no, screw that, we're gonna see, we're gonna see real dinosaurs now. And then Seeker's like, not only that, we're gonna put you in danger. This is a three-way scientist fight. It is pretty wild, it's pretty wild. So Jeff, we are gonna get on our time rover and we're gonna go back in time and ride and try to find this dinosaur. We're looking for Aladar. Every time you say that, I hear Huey Lewis sing it. <laughs> gotta get back in time. Get back in time. Anyway, here we go, Jeff. So uh, where do you want to sit? We've got a few rows. Where do you want to sit in the front? You want to sit on a corner, maybe? You know what I want to do? What do you want to do? Uh, how many rows do we got? Three rows. I want to sit in row two. Okay, right in the middle. I've never sat in the middle before. Well, okay, it, this thing rocks around, so actually dead center is going to be the least kind you of shocking bit. No, it's good. It's good. You don't like being rocked around. That's right. All right. So if you I get on a corner, that's where it throws you I don't all over be the in place. The corner. I'll be right in the middle. All right, right in the middle. Smooth and easy. You want to learn about dinosaurs in a safe environment? Prob probably not too smooth, but it'll still be a lot of fun. So, Jeff, here we go. Okay. All right, we're on our time rover and we're going. And Doctor Seeker's like, "All right, we're going to send you back to the past." So he, why you know, he's, why are why are the spinning lights? Well, those, are, those are always scary. Yeah, they're scary. Well, now we're going to go through the time thing. So we're going into the time portal. Here we go up this little ramp and look. Oh, look at these. Like, we look like we're in a toaster, Jeff. It looks is it warm? Oh, they turned off the toaster. Okay. Now look, oh, like we're going through time. Look at the stars. It's so pretty. And now we're, we're, and then, boom, we're back in time, Jeff. Look, we're, it's, it's how so many, dark. How many Gs am I feeling right not, now? Not a lot of Gs, but we're getting rocked around. Look at the dinosaur, Jeff. It's got a it horn. It's right there waiting for us. It was big and loud, and we're, it's, this is nice. Okay, so right now it's not too scary. We're just kind of going around looking for dinosaurs. Oh, he's eating a, he's eating a smaller dinosaur, Jeff. Oh, my God, he's that's all hideous. Like, he's like, nom, 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 Was that nom, in the nom. movie? Jack, that, I have a question. Where, what's that? geographically, where are we? Is this Florida? I guess, technically, where are Like, did we go back in time? Oh, Watch right. out, we know. Oh, all no. the raptors. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a meteor. Did you see that meteor hit down? I thought we were, we're too close to the meteor. All right, we're going to pick up some feet. We're going left. We're going. Oh, there's. Oh, that's getting bad, Jeff. It's Jack, getting I don't dark. want to go extinct. Oh my gosh. So we're still looking for this dinosaur. Seeker's not here. Oh, he's like, okay, let's stop here. It's uh, a Carnotaurus, Jeff. Look how big it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> hideous. Oh, it's yelling at us, and this meteor's crashing down on us. Get out of here, Jeff. Punch it, Jack. If we're not gonna make it back. I need you to find the biggest vat of amber. We can try to we can try to freeze ourselves in it, and then in the future they can defrost us and bring us back to life. All right, so Seeker's taking us around. He's making us go left and right, and we're all over the place getting thrown around. Okay, we've got another big dinosaur. This one—that's not a dinosaur. It looks like a ringworm. Well, no, it's, it's the head of a dinosaur. It's a parasite. Jeff. It's a really big one. It's, Jack, it's looking for your colon. It's Watch like a, out. A brachiosaurus. I don't know what it is. Anyway, but that one's safe. That one doesn't eat meat. So I'm, oh god, pterodactyls, Jeff! Watch out! They're right above our head. Uh, uh, things are not getting good, Jeff. It is really dark in here. It is really dark. I see dark. what you mean about dark ride. It really scared. We're getting thrown all over the place. Seeker, oh, Terry, not to watch your oh, head. Good lord. <laughs> so Terry, we're just driving. Oh, look, little compies. Oh, look, they're so cute. Hey, oh, Jack, I got a question for you. This What's is that? terrifying. I thought dinosaurs had feathers. Didn't uh, we learn that? Where's all the feathers? Uh, oh no, not these dinosaurs, Jeff. That was those were the California these are three dinosaurs. Three feather dinosaurs. Okay. All right, so here we go. Maybe we found it. It's really dark. Wow. What? What the? Oh, it's a Carnotaurus, Jeff. It's where you found us. Back. Oh, run. Run! Okay, we're now we're gunning it. We're getting out of here. We're gonna go left and right. We're gonna bank all over the place. Oh, I think maybe we can get away from it if we gun it. Oh, we're stuck, Jeff. Oh we're no! Stuck. Hide your holes. The tapeworm's oh. coming. Oh, secret! Come on! What? Who is the psychopath driving our car from the future? Oh, 
Ah, it's back, Jeff! The Carnotaurus is back! We just keep going in circles. Ah, smile for the camera. Ah! <laughs> it's, it, look at it, it's so angry. Where, where was the camera, Jack? Meteor. Was it up and to the it's right? up and to the right. Look at all the meteors come down. Oh, oh look, Lord. that's it! There's the Iguanodon! It's Alidar! Ah! Grab it, grab it, grab it. it. Okay, grab we scanned it. it. Okay, it. he's saving us. Okay, now we're home free, Jeff. Home free. Home free. Okay, well, I can see us. We're going to go back down. Oh, no, look, one more look. Oh, the Carnotaurus has gone. Good Lord. Oh, okay, oh, and now we're going back through time. Back through time, and woo, we're back. Huh. At the Dino Institute, we're safe, and uh, and Seeker says, "Hey, you not only that, but you brought a friend with you too." We did. Yeah, we did. The Iguanodon came back. Yeah, look at it. You see in the video, and we've made it safely. We went through time. We traveled all over the place, and now Jeff, we're back at the Dino Institute, back in Florida, and we're safe. We survived it. I'll be honest, Jack. Things were pretty touch and go there. Those four times we ran into the what, Carneosatosaurus. Yeah, the Carneosatosaurus. That Good thing Lord. is big. Oh my gosh, we have giant. We got a bunch of dinosaurs here listed. We saw the uh, Styrocarosaurus. I remember that was a- the tapeworm. Allioramus, the Brachychompsa, Paracelopsis, Velociraptor, Carnotaurus, Saltosaurus. Really, Saltosaurus. Saltosaurus is what it's called. That's the mentioned as a saur, but that was There's the long neck one. The Pepperdon. His name is Saltosaurus. Ben's got a list here. Uh, the Sierra. Caradactyls, Caradactyls, the Compies, the Compies, the Iguanodon, which is Aladar, he's a good guy, the Albertosaurus, Albertosaurus, oh, that was a skull, okay, so there's some skeletons here as well, so those are the ones in the ride, then everything else is, all, that's all the skulls and stuff, so. Those were the early meteor recipients. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay, so, whew. What was that? Was that fun? That was intense, dude. I didn't expect to run across that same dinosaur over and over and over again. This attraction you think would be like, oh, it's going to be a little fun family ride. It's, it's not. super intense. I it's was shockingly ex- intense. I was honestly, I was the way you set it up and the way it, it, you made it sound and comparing it to the movie and rebranding. I was expecting an E.T. level type no, ride. It no. was not. This one's much more intense. All yeah. right, I got some fun facts for you here, Jeff. Okay. So Countdown to Extinction opened April 22nd, 1998, along with Animal Kingdom, and it was renamed to Dinosaur in 2000 to line up with the release of the movie. So it was okay. 2000. I think I said 99 earlier. With the rename, a few changes happened. They actually, supposedly, they reduced the thrills a little bit. At the very end of it, instead of uh, in the initial countdown to extinction, there was an asteroid that was, like, blasting towards you right at the end, and they would change that up to have the Carnotaurus pop up one last time. Okay. So that was, like, the one major change that kind of happened. And supposedly, so there's the Carnotaurus that pops up for the photo. It's, like, like rawr, rawr, and, like, whip, whipping <laughs> yeah, his arms around. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, there's another animatronic, or there's another, like, version of it that when that one's broken, they bring in. I don't know if that's true or not, but we can ask our guests about it. So that's all the fun facts I have about Dinosaur. Well, I feel like I learned one very important lesson. What's that? That's that uh, dinosaurs are scary. (laughs) But I also got to be honest with you, Jack, I feel like I knew that one. Yeah, yeah. Cool ride, though. Yeah, very, very cool ride. Oh, yeah, one last fact, too. So supposedly... I've read somewhere that the track layout is very similar to the track layout of the Indiana Jones ride in, okay. in California, to the point where some people were theorizing that at some point the plan was to reskin the whole ride as an Indiana Jones thing if they changed up the whole area. But I don't think that's true. I think the actual the Indiana Jones area is massive. If you've ever ridden that ride, there's big open areas like it's it's crazy. And I don't think the dinosaur attraction has that level of sort of intricacy in the track mm. and stuff. So, but we can ask our guest who we're going to bring into the show right now, Jeff. Are you ready? I'm ready. So, Jeff, we have a very special guest. We have Lizzie here who worked at Dinosaur just a couple years ago. Hi, Lizzie. Hello. How Thank are you, you doing today? Here. I'm good. Excellent. Well, you've been sitting in for the whole spiel I've given about Dinosaur, about Countdown to Extinction. First and foremost, what did I get wrong? Yeah, how many things did he screw up? <laughs> no, you're good. I... That's a lot of notes. Oh, Lord. No, okay. So these are notes. I'm really bad at, like, I'm very ADHD. 
And That's okay. so I wrote down all the stuff I wanted to talk about because okay. I knew I'd forget something. And I only took a couple notes. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> during a big the jack time. with a yeah. cross through yeah. it. Yeah, and like, then no. I and then I wrote down, of course, Aladar's name. Yes, uh, yeah. She she gave so. me the heads up on Aladar. Yeah. So I because I, I forgot his name. I forgot that it was yeah. Iguanodon. No, I forgot you're good. everything. Well, if you if you haven't seen the movie, you know it's it wasn't like a box office boom either. No, so I, no, that, no, that was thing, like they were very so apparently Eisner was very excited about this dinosaur brand because supposedly it was gonna be the next big thing. It was gonna be a whole series of movies. Yeah. It was the one I don't even remember it, but it was CGI dinosaurs, but it was real backgrounds. I don't remember anything about this. No, so like I don't in, remember in that there was a movie called Dinosaur. So all of the like background and scenery is all live action. It was all like live plates and then they dropped How dinosaurs. How are they gonna do that from the past? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, she also mentioned Lizzie's here in studio with us today. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we actually we flew her out all the way from <laughs> North Austin to, yeah. uh, to our recording to Central studio. Austin. Yep. And so, yeah. So anyway, it was an exhilarating twenty minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what did I get wrong? Like, what what do you got notes on here? So Jack was talking about how like um, if you get stuck on the ride, you can go get like a fast pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, we call those like recovery passes. Ah, I knew so they had if a name. you yeah, so if you get off the ride, there's usually a cast member like either at the exit or like in the gift shop with like an iPad or tablet. And this happens especially when we have to like evacuate the ride. Okay. Um, we'll have like a few cast members out there just like giving away like free fast passes to everybody who is stuck. Now, how often do you have to evacuate the ride? And also, it's gotta um, be terrifying to evacuate a ride like that. I yeah. Mean, or oh I my, guess when yeah. the lights kick on, it's gotta be a whole different experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've actually had to, I was working like in the tower control one day and I actually had to like press the e stop button Ooh. myself, which was terrifying. <laughs> did, you, did you have like, like that intense like five or six second like? moment where you just hovered above it and yeah no so the there's always like a few people in the control room and so i was like in front of like all the buttons which is intimidating you know in, in and of itself like homer at the nuclear power plant yeah basically yeah i buttons. felt like an airplane pilot kind of <laughs> um but like there's a spot where you're going through like the pterodactyls mm -hmm. right and the ride vehicle will like it swerves a lot in that spot and the turn is like really sharp too so sometimes and the ride vehicles are like pretty old as well yeah um you know they haven't the ride hasn't honestly really been updated since it opened mm -hmm. besides like a few like mechanical like fixes here and there but basically the car like slid off the track oh, so like man. the two back tires like slid off and my manager goes, shut it off, shut it off. And I had to, <laughs> had to like press the button and all the lights came on and it was like a whole thing. Oh, man. Yeah. And then you just kind of got to sit there until the mechanical guys can come in and fix it. <laughs> so I'm assuming like the guest, like, is there a message or anything that pops on that's like, oh, please stay in your, in your Yeah. So vehicle. you have to do basically like a PA over the whole ride. Oh, you actually. So it's you doing it. It's like you're actually yeah. talking. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. Do you know why the manager made you do it? I was the one sitting Cul in front of the button. Cul culpability. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're saying like, she did it. I was <laughs> I, I don't know what she was doing. Yeah, no, they were, they were like, let's pin all the stress on this intern. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that ride sometimes in that spot can have too many lateral Gs. There yeah. you go. Yeah. We learned about that earlier, Jeff. Yeah. It's a callback. It has all the Gs. <laughs> but um, yeah. So what's it like working there? So you were you were a college program kid working on Animal Kingdom, right? Yeah. Or working at Dinosaur. So what was that like? Your first experience getting in? I mean, like, was training tough? Or like, how how many people work on the attraction? What? what tell There's, me some facts. We have a lot of people like working on that attraction, and I think I mean they have a lot of people working on every ride, and especially. So like college program students, I think there's about six or seven college program students working on the ride with me, and I became like really close friends with them. So that was a really a really fun experience. Yeah. 
But like the ride itself for me, actually, the first time I went on the ride was like back in 2014 when I went with my family. And before I worked on this ride, I did not like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was terrified. Like my dad made me go on this ride and I closed my eyes the entire time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the first time I actually like legitimately rode this ride was when I worked on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I got the call to go work on the ride and they're like, oh, well, like it's your first day. We're going to like do a couple like ride throughs. And we did it like before the ride opened. So we rode it like with lights off, full animatronics, mm-hmm. everything. And then we rode it with the lights on. Oh, wow. And so like the first time we rode it, I was like, I've never ridden this ride with my eyes open. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> I was like, I can't close my eyes. They're going to fire me. Yeah. Like, so that was, it was terrifying. But then I rode it and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really fun. Mm, that's <laughs> so, good. And then I got to ride it with the lights on and see how everything worked. Um, and then now it's one of my favorite rides ever. Nice. Did you immediately go and watch the movie or had you already seen it? I had already seen the movie. I'm well, the I'm the last person to see this movie. No, you're good. Well, I'm a, I'm a 98 baby. So I was ah. raised on all like the sort of like the lost era movies you know like dinosaur and like treasure planets like one of my favorite movies atlantis um Mm -hmm. like all those movies i was i was kind of raised on that's great so uh now i have one question for you so this attraction has a ride photo on it which i love ride photos so it's basically jeff it's when you come up to the carnotaurus and you like stop and it's to your right and it's terrifying like I'll, i'll be like it's legit scary at that point and then it snaps a photo of you and then you gun it from there so is there a like rotation spot where you have to monitor those photos as well and like actually like clear them or not clear them? How does that work? Because um, I imagine there's got to be some people making inappropriate gestures yeah. or, or doing something along those lines. I'm always curious about that. Yeah. So like as ride operators, like didn't really have to do that. That okay. was more of like a gift shop. And um, I mean, now they have like photo pass. So you don't even print your photos at the gift shop. They just pop up on your app now. OK. So that's all like behind the scenes stuff. We don't have to worry about that. Nice. Um, okay. But I will say that like the best spot to sit if you do want a photo is in the front row on the very right. Okay, so that's the closest to the camera. Yes, that's the closest to the Carnotaurus you're going to get. Nice. And so, Jeff, the reason why we were talking about like the levels of getting thrown around is so there's three rows in this thing of four people, right? Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, you know, it's 12 the, people. Yeah, 12 people. And so the vehicle, it's, you know, it looks like a car, but it's actually on like a moving platform and the whole thing moves around. It like rotates. It has a bunch of different dimensions of movements. So the corners are where you get thrown around the most. So if you're dead center, that's literally like the center of gravity of the vehicle. So you're not, I mean, it's still will rock you around, but yeah, those corners are where it's, it gets real bad. Okay, so that's like, this thing creates spherical Gs is what I <laughs> Exactly. Lateral yeah. and linear and negatives. Yeah. And positive. At the same time. Yeah. So uh, what kind of fun stories do you have for us about dinosaur um, right your time there? Well, I can tell you a little bit about like the story behind like the area because you were talking okay, about yeah, like yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Dino Valley I, was talking, I was talking about the parking lot. Yeah. There. Yeah. So there is a reason it, it's a parking lot. Um, and what's really cool about Animal Kingdom is each area. So like Dino Land USA, Asia, Africa, um, even like Pandora. Now they all have like stories that go along with the theming mm-hmm. and each section has basically like a motto. Okay. In the Dinoland USA area, the story is that scientists found like the fossil of the Carnotaurus there. As you're walking into dinosaur on like into like the plaza area, mm-hmm. um, on your right is like a dinosaur. We call her Sue. Okay. Sue the fossil dinosaur. And she <laughs> is actually a casting of the most complete like skeleton we have of a T-Rex. Oh wow. So that's cool. So it's not a real skeleton, not no, real bones. It's n- no. <laughs> but it, that's that's pretty cool. I don't know if Florida would be a good place to have a <laughs> skeleton yeah. out, outside, but yeah, Smithsonian sent it down on loan. Yeah. yeah. Just dust it off every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Basically like the story is that they found Sue and um then scientists came in and basically founded like the Dinosaur Institute to study all the fossils and stuff there. So that's where the Dino Institute is. And okay. U.S. cast members, you're like, oh, you're like the staff of the Dino Institute. And that's where you like do all the tours and stuff like that. But this institute, they bought land off of Chester and Hester. 
okay. which uh, were basically like they own the land there. And so Chester and Hester were like, oh, well, this Dino Institute can bring in like tourism money, basically. So they set up a like basically like a little carnival like a in. Carnival. Yeah, but it's like a street carnival, like in the parking lot of their restaurant. Ah. So there's like um, a quick service restaurant called Restaurantosaurus uh, <laughs> right across the. They have, uh, they have right nuggets there, the Jeff. Way. They got good nuggets yeah. there, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I, I no, may have eaten there before. No, actually, I went to the restaurant on my birthday. I, I, know like half, I knew like half the staff, but I went to the restaurant on my birthday, and they gave me a free cookie, and then Aww. the entire restaurant sang me happy birthday. Aww, that's so, super sweet. Yeah, no, that was it was really cool. And that's a magical moment, Jeff. Oh, yeah. That is. yeah. So that's, that's TM. official TM. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of the great Disney things about thing. being like a cast member is like you get to give magical moments, and you also get a lot of magical moments. So the magical moment, Jeff, that's one, kind of one of the unexpected things that people do at Disney World where like a cast member might see like a kid fall down and like scrape his knee and it's like oh here you know like they'll just grab like a, a little plushie and be like hey here you go like have this you know you know don't worry things are gonna get good so basically it's kind of like random moments where positive things happen kind of like when i went because it was my first time at disneyland they made a button and they put it on me that said like hey i've never been here before and yeah, i'm 46 yeah. how did that happen <laughs> and they spelled my name g-o-e-f mm, go off. which was awesome that's a good one yeah. nice and did any cast members do anything special for you while you were there a lot of people said my name wrong oh, all that's... day long it was cool <laughs> Well, like I, I know, like uh, Katie and I, my wife and I, we went for our, our our honeymoon, and we had little buttons that say like "just married," and literally, like, like people would see that and be like, "Oh, come with me," and we would get like you know fast pass lines or lightning li- lightning Dude, lanes now. You and, and I so should do that. We should do that when we go next time. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be nice. That'll be sweet. So, yeah. so what what sort of magical moments could you provide for for guests at you know Dinosaur? I really liked working like the fast pass podium because mm-hmm. a lot of the times there'd be like little kids and stuff like that, or like it'd be their birthday or something, and you know the fast pass like I'm, I don't know about the new system but like yeah, the fast yeah. that's the thing, yeah. thing. we've we <laughs> yeah. got into detail about it yeah, yeah yeah but um like the old system they'd be like oh well like there's no fast pass time slots it's their birthday and I'm like Standby is only fifteen minutes. Like, go ahead and go on fast pass. You know, like, I'm, yeah, that's nice. It's it's always sweet when you kind of get those little surprises. Yeah, things you weren't expecting yeah, and like we give out like stickers and stuff like that as well. And it's, so do you see like the little kids coming in all excited? And be like, you're about to be terrified. Here we go. Yeah, Have fun. No. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Actually, one of like the greatest experiences I had was like this little kid came up, and you have to be like forty inches to ride the ride. So this kid was like seven, eight years old, okay. and he was like crying so badly, and I felt so bad. So I. And I was like, I really want you to enjoy this ride. So I like bent down to him and I was like, hey, like, I know you're really scared. Can I tell you something? He was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, so I rode this ride when I was twice your age and I was still scared. You know, like I closed my eyes the entire time. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. So that's cool. But, you know, it gave him like the confidence to do it. And I was like, you know, you just got to be braver than me, (laughs) which is very easy to do. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, do you think you'd be brave and ride this ride? Well, as long as she was like, listen, I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm half your age, and I was scared too. (laughs) Okay, okay, I'll do it. Nice, nice. Yeah. The ride itself, it's shockingly intense. Like, you ride it, you think like, oh, it's going to be a fun little thing, and you get on, it's like, oh my god. Is it a puker? Uh, Not really. I think we've when I was working there, we only had a couple of what we call code V's. Mm. Um, so, but it, it was it wasn't like a common occurrence. So that's yeah. It was protein spill back in the day when I worked there. Oh, so, yeah. that's worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I don't gross. know about that. Well, they have like you have like a little like tub of cat litter basically, and you just, you just sprinkle it on and call maintenance. And they would come in and, and clean uh, yeah. it up for you. So you had to e stop the ride because of you know the car slid yeah. off. Path. Any other weird stuff happen like that? Like any um, other odd attraction things? Not necessarily. I mean, like. The ride vehicles are old, so some of them will break. But one really cool thing is actually one of the ride vehicles is haunted. What? 
Nice. Yeah. What, how is it haunted? So, um, yeah, here we so go. You, can, here we you go. can actually look this up. But in 2005, a man had like a heart attack after he got off the ride. Of course, no one dies on Disney property, but it's a rumor among cast members that he's haunting. I think it's either car 12 or car 15. Ooh. Um, and I, I messaged my friend earlier to ask and he hasn't gotten back to me. So I might, I might, I know. Well, I, I, might, I might have to text you and give you an update later. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw it in the next absolutely. episode. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting because a uh, great movie ride had a haunted vehicle too. Cause like, yeah. a guy had a heart attack on it in the finale and so we that, and that was the whole I told you that story and you were like you had never told me that and we did a whole show about hauntings and ghosts and stuff. Yeah. That was no, but, but what's really cool is like it's not like any like supernatural activity basically how the ride vehicles work is if someone's in the seat there'll be like a red light indicator on the side. There's, so there's like 12 little lights on the side and it'll tell you what seats are filled so you know to like ask everyone to buckle and then once everyone's buckled the ride mechanic lets you clear the ride to go on okay. the track. So what will happen is it's the very last row on the right side and okay. so the light will go on even though there's nobody in the seat. Ooh, so you have spooky. to go but the ride won't let you send the car so you have to <laughs> buckle the ghost into the seat to send the ride the, 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 the vehicle on the track you don't want the ghost to fall out yeah exactly you know? so <laughs> that's awesome now okay so one of my favorite things about disney attractions is all the stuff they hide in it are there any easter eggs or anything cool to look out for any hidden mickeys or anything yeah so there's actually six hidden mickeys throughout the entire queue and ride oh wow um so there is two in the entrance queue area okay there's one in the gift shop and then there's three on the ride. Wow. Okay. So where are the three on the ride? Can you give us a little hint? Are there dinosaur Mickeys? <laughs> <laughs> or like fossil Mickeys? Yeah, prehistoric so, Mickey. It's like yeah. Giant so rat you, creature. I know it's like a really dark ride, but when there is um, like light in some places, I would just say like take a close look at those rocks. Take okay. a look at the rocks. Okay. Yeah. All right, rocks. Rocks. Yeah. All right. So if you're out there and you happen to know, let us know in the comments. Yeah, if you happen to snap a photo. There you go. Lizzie's being tight lipped, so yeah. you, know, you gotta let us know. <laughs> I will say I've only found one. Really? <laughs> yeah. And you worked there. Yeah, well, on the ride. So I found the two in the queue, the one in the gift shop, and I've only found one on the ride. But, you but know, I was told there was six. You, so you know there's three more on the ride. Or and two you more. Work, how, two more on the ride, yeah. So you worked there for, what, six months or so? Like, yeah, like four months. Oh, four months. And you, you only found one. Yeah. How, how many, okay, how many times have you ridden the attraction then? I could not say. Okay, so a lot. So I'm assuming you have to like, like well, ride she's legally the not allowed to say. It's, it's, <laughs> the, the no, it'll ruin the suspense. Okay, okay. That's, so that's that's interesting. So no, you're good. honestly, like when I ride rides, though, I'm not. I'm I'm there to like enjoy the ride. And like I love hidden Mickey's as much as the next person. Yeah. But I'm like, I was telling Ben earlier, like I'm a thrill junkie, so nice. I'm there to enjoy the experience. That's cool. As, same. You know, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thrill junkie Ramsey. Yeah, but no, if that's you're a, you. if you're a hidden Mickey fanatic. Go at it. I, I challenge you to find them. All right. We had some great ones on the great movie ride, which which made me sad that they're gone now. But we had some we had Mickey's feet poking underneath mm -hmm. a movie poster that were there. That was really, really cool. And then actually there was one hidden Mickey that the uh, the gangsters. So like the gangster would take over the ride. So some gangsters um, when the ride like very early on when the ride opened, they just kind of found different areas to get into that they weren't supposed to. And there was a light like a like the building they come out of. There's a really tall area and someone did a little cutout of a Mickey and just put it in the window up there. And it wasn't supposed to be there. But the Imagineers saw it and they're like, oh, yeah, OK, that works. And they left it and became an official hidden Mickey. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so that thing lived there until the ride actually shut down. Did so. you make your own unofficial hidden Mickeys and hide them throughout the ride? No, I should have. <laughs> Note to college students yeah. who may be attending. Uh, apparently, Disney only 
staffs the any Disney property with college students on this program anyway, from what I understand. <laughs> so, start hiding your hidden Mickeys, people. There you go. There you go. So what, what happens if someone's on the ride and they, like, throw something off a vehicle? Has that ever happened? Oh, so we get, because the ride vehicle, like, moves you around Rattle so geez. much, yeah. it's really, people will lose hats, people lose bags, everything. And one of the things we have to do at the end of the night is walk the track and pick up all the hats and stuff they've oh, dropped yeah. or thrown off. What was the most interesting thing you found? Um, I don't know if there's anything interesting, although I had a hat record. I picked up, like, I think, like, ten hats one day at the end of the night. <laughs> so expensive, too, because yeah. the hats are not cheap. No, no, yeah. like, no, like, eyeballs or anything, like, no glass eyes or anything. No. <laughs> no canes or something. No, a lot of magic bands, though. A lot of magic bands. A lot bands. of magic. And then you gotta run them all to guest services at the end of the night, which, <laughs> yeah. Well, at least those, you know, the, you're, you have a name tag to them, so it should be pretty easy to yeah. get back, I would think. But, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. And coming in and give us a little, little information about Dinosaur. Yeah. That's pretty great. So uh, awesome times. Thank you very much for that. Well, Jeffrey, we're yes, almost done with the episode, but we still have some Q&A to get to. Okay. You, you ready to answer some questions? I'm ready to answer, too, but we're going to make uh, Lizzie answer them as well. Okay, oh. Lizzie, you're not gone. You're, you're going to be up, oh, hey, you're gonna be up the too. Mic. I'm pulling these questions from Rooster Teeth. So okay. if you have a question, feel free. Leave a question in the comments over on Rooster Teeth. If you want to label it question, which is awesome, makes it a lot easier for me to sort of scan through and grab it, feel free to. But anyway, here's one from A1 Star. They say, what defunct or retired ride would you bring back? And I think we've done something similar to this in the past before, but what ride would you bring back, Jeff? Edge of Extinction. <laughs> the countdown to Extinction? Countdown to Extinction. Nice, nice. We, we Maybe we might be able to do that for you. Yeah, there you go. Me, personally, I love the Backlot Tour in Catastrophe Canyon over at Disney MGM, and I work there, so I'm a little bit kind of a homer for that one, but that's what I would go for. Lizzie? Yeah, I honestly would probably have to say the Great Movie Ride as well. Aww. So, that's yeah, sweet. I really like that one. That was a, it's a good ride. Wasn't good enough, apparently. <laughs> have you been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? I have not yet. Oh, it's, it's actually a really good yeah attraction. i well i haven't been able to go back to disney world since the pandemic started so yeah. but i might be going in march for my birthday so nice. fingers hey. crossed i'll sweet. get to ride it sweet sweet it's it's a great attraction like honestly like i was you know it sucked that it left because i worked there and had a yeah. lot of like you know i worked there got 20 years ago at this point but then riding that i was like oh this is really neat like it's it's a good attraction and there's some good references too for a movie be a little pro tip uh be sure to mention to them it's your birthday you might get some magic moments yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's a question from Dur Puppy. Says, when you get to the Q and A section of the episode, could it be called Q and A, like like a ride Q? Q and A. That's clever. Yes, Dur Puppy. From now on, it is Q and A, which sounds a lot like Q and A. You gotta so. say it like yeah. that every time now. Q and A. Mind the Q and A. That's how they say it in England. Steady Eddie Nuke says, <laughs> what RT property would you make into a roller coaster slash attraction? I think we've answered something like this before, uh, yeah, right? I think we have, yeah. Yeah? Should we skip that one? No, we should let Lizzie answer it. Lizzie, what Rooster Teeth property would you turn into an attraction? It's okay if you don't know any. What? I don't... You can yeah, tell this podcast. There's like, you know, there's Ruby, there's Red versus Blue. Annual Oh, pass, I thought you meant like like places in the studio, and I was uh, like, <laughs> I've only been to the studio for my COVID test. Achieve like. Hunter, the ride. <laughs> oh, man, that'd oh, be no. a nightmare. Moonball um, Dodge. Oh, my God. You know, that might be fun. No. <laughs> Or terrifying. Yeah, you just have to wear helmets. <laughs> we do normally at, at Ashima Hunter anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you have anything? You have any an attraction you can think oh, of? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think a Blood Gulch coaster would be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That'd be kind of neat. That's Red Get versus Get a couple loop de loops in there. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. You know, whipping around Church and Griff and Simmons and everyone. That'd be fun. 
Yeah, right. and you could do all the voices. There like you go. Divide voiceover. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and we've got one last one here. This is actually a story, which I love hearing stories from Nash Factor. It says, a story on my first theme park experience, conveniently about the Hulk roller coaster, which is what we talked about two weeks ago, I think. I was on holiday with my family from Australia, and none of us had been to a theme park before. I think I was 10 at the time, and our first park visit was the Islands of Adventure. We got there first thing in the morning, knowing very little about the park. We decided to find the biggest roller coaster to go on first, so we picked the incredible Hulk roller coaster. I was expecting Jeff's patented clicky hill, so when we suddenly took off uphill, I nearly passed out from surprise. <laughs> the whole ride was an incredible experience, but it scared the crap out of me, and my parents and sister had to pre-screen lots of other rides before I'd go on them the rest of the trip. Needless to say, since growing up, he's 26 now, I'm much more used to thrill rides having been on many more, plus other adrenaline experiences. I would love nothing more than to one day make it back to Orlando to ride Hulk one more time. So, that's pretty cool. I, I love stuff like that. So, you know, Nashback Thank you for that story. That brings up a question I have, Jack. Yes. Or Lizzie, if you have the answer to this as well. Are there not theme parks in Australia? I know they have Luna Park, right? Luna We've Park, been there, but uh, that's not. There is a Warner Brothers World, I think. Yeah, but there's really nothing too major. Seems over there. like a like seems like a spot for Disney to. Well, the thing is, Disney a like, lot of land in Australia. I mean, a yeah, lot of people, people. A lot of people travel from Australia to California. Like they'll actually because go because there's Disney. no Disney World there. <laughs> that's, that's they don't the have point. a choice. If they can just come there. Why would Disney go to them? Like they hey, gotta why? fly a whole I, ocean I, though. That's true. I, listen. Rooster Teeth as a company has a long history uh, with Australia. That's true. And I just, I feel like the rest of the world should be a little nicer to Australia. Give them a theme park. Stop making them get on a flight for 20 hours every time they want to do anything. I will say, Australia is a lot closer to Japan and Shanghai and Hong Kong, and there's some really cool theme parks there. Yeah, it's You don't still, speak English, man. but, you know. It's true. It's true. It's totally true. You know, Disney Sea is a lot closer to Sydney than it is Austin. And that so. is also true. Okay, yeah. I, have, I, have a, I have a quick list Okay, Ben's, okay, Ben's thanks, jumping in. So there's Dream World in Gold Coast. I, I believe SeaWorld, Gold Coast, uh, Warner Brothers, Movie World, Gold Coast. That's not. Jamboree Action Park in Illawarra. <laughs> All right. Uh, Luna Park, Sydney, Luna Park, Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, uh, Adventure World, Perth, uh, Wet Side Water Education Park. I don't uh, know what that is. That sounds is. like excitement. <laughs> uh, Whitewater World, The Beach House, and Big Splash Water Park. There you go. A you lot tell, of water parks. You tell Ben's yeah. the guy who Australia is because he said Melbourne and then corrected himself yeah. and said <laughs> Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. I would love to go to Movie World, and uh, that sounds neat. It sounds like we need to do an Australia tour where we just hit them all up, or we just you know entice everyone with all the roller coasters we show off while we're there. So there you go. When we start our live tour, we'll we'll absolutely hit up Australia again. So. Well, I got you guys. The only real corrections I have for this episode: uh, Jurassic Park came out June 9th, nineteen ninety three. Ninety three, not ninety four. Okay. Uh, a dark ride off. is an indoor amusement ride on which passengers aboard guided vehicles travel through specifically lit scenes that typically contain animation, sound, music, and special effects. Okay. That's the exact definition. Thank you very much. Um, and then Dr. Seeker is played by Wallace Langham, who went on to play <laughs> in 13 seasons of CSI Vegas as David Hodges. Wow. So I, I thought I did yeah. recognize him as oh, David yeah, Hodges Oh, yeah. I did forget to CSI. say he's a paleontologist. He's a, oh. literally a, a doctor of dinosaurs. That's cool. That's what Grant was, right? Dr. Grant's in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Probably. Actually, I have like, if you guys don't mind, I have. Oh, yeah, of course. You, 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 oh, okay. I brought, got show I brought a little Dr. Seeker memorabilia that I got. Uh -oh. What? You stole something from the attraction? Oh, no, no, no. This is something <laughs> I found online. So there's like a ton of like online shops that do Disney themed yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a bumper sticker on my car that says my other ride is a CTX Time Rover. Nice. But then I also got <laughs> this candle. Wow. It's like a Dr. Seeker, yeah, one a, of those like it, Jesus candles. It's a candles. Dr. Seeker prayer candle. It says Dr. <laughs> Seeker, a heck of a saint. Aww. <laughs> so he's the one who almost kills you. Yeah. Like throwing you back so to your asteroids. What's it smell like? It, it's just, no, it's just a candle. It just smells like, <laughs> just smells like a candle. candle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nice. That's cool. But yeah. And there's a prayer of the seeker as well. Yeah. Shall I read it? (laughs) Can I I read it? I don't know. Yeah, go for it. It's hilarious. All right. Prayer of the seeker. For all that you seek after will be provided by your friendly controller. He's a heck of a saint who cares, answering your trans-dimensional prayers. But let's not talk about him. Let's talk about you and how you can make his depth's history by giving a grand or two. Research is expensive. Funding it alone, the good doctor can't. Take an unauthorized field trip to your wallets and provide him a grant. <laughs> Sounds nice. like all scientists. Yeah, but no, speaking of donations, all the fossils and stuff in the queue, or like most of them, um, were actually donated by um, like researchers. Oh, so the, are they real fossils? Yeah. Oh, I so like, know that. So, oh, the, cool. so the actual, like the skeletons, like in the rotunda, those are castings, but all of like the little fossils and stuff in the display cases are like actual, like fossilized, oh, like little creatures. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, so and there's so actually yeah, so um, TCU, which is Texas Christian University, that's mm-hmm. here, has actually donated a few things, and they have their names on like a little plaque there. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it's cool to think that like stuff from Texas reached all the way. Nice. Yeah, thanks Texas. Landed in your backyard. That's pretty yeah, great. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's got a little bit of Epcot you know, seeped into Animal Kingdom as yeah, well. Yeah, there so. you go. Mm-hmm. Well, RHF. So okay, that's all of our our Q and A. But now. Every single week, I ask the audience a question. I ask the community a question, and then uh, I go back and then uh, like I take the answers, and then we'll just randomly select a winner who will eventually, at some <laughs> point, get an autographed theme park map signed by Jeff and I. But uh, the question we have is from a couple weeks ago. It was, "What ride would you retheme, and what would you retheme it to?" This is from the Hulk episode. Is what we did. So we got some really good answers here. Jimmy King two eleven says, "Jack, I know you love this ride, but I would retheme Rock and Roller Coaster to be an Emperor's New Groove ride. I love Rock and Roller Coaster, but I think it would be a great place to retheme it to Emperor's New Groove, but for it to be a roller coaster that Isma and Kronk take to get to the secret lair. I love Emperor's New Groove, and I've been waiting for some type of representation for it in the parks." Roman Heretic says the the dinosaur ride could definitely use a facelift, but I do like it as a dinosaur ride. But if I were to change it, a cryptid theme ride would be really cool since they do stuff with animatronics and it's a dark ride already. So they didn't know we were doing a dinosaur episode. Yeah. I just happened to pull that one. So that's good. Uh, Martinez D181 says, I would love a retheme of Men in Black with the same ride system, maybe add a VR element to it, but theme it with Halo. Imagine six players on a warthog driving through the final level of Halo shooting down the flood. I understand that reference because I did that ride. That's a cool idea. <laughs> that is a really well, any sort of those like shooting gallery rides would be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you, there's a lot of opportunities there. Tilgar or Tilgar says, I love the Fast and Furious films, but the ride is easily my least favorite in both Universal Orlando parks. <laughs> Not shocking. I'd really like to see that retheme to literally anything else. Kong Skull Island is a great example of a ride that is done right. I'm afraid they're not going to just refurbish Poseidon's Fury, which Poseidon's Fury is a it's an attraction in the the Lost Continents, and so they just put up like walls for it, and they're, they're refurbishing it supposedly. Uh, if Lost Continent has to continue dying, and they end up giving completely reworking it, I'd love to see Hogsmeade absorb it and change it into a Harry Potter themed show. That and the Eighth Voyage of Sinbad is also in the way, so I'd love to see some sort of magical stunt show. While we're at it, Fear Factor Live is just right side of Diagon Alley. They could move the entrance and make that a Harry Potter show, too. I remember hearing a rumor of Ministry of Magic show a couple years ago. Harry Potter, all the things. So, this, this person just wants everything reskinned yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, it's the universal Harry Potter, you know, wizarding world the whole yeah. time. But, yeah, I mean, there was a rumor for a while that the Fear Factor stage, which is right next to Diagon Alley, it's like it's literally they could just kind of scoop it up. There even is like a pathway in between Diagon Alley and kind of that area. There's like a, a gate there already that it could, they could easily just open up and continue on with it if they wanted to. So there you go. Nagar says, I would like, or is it Nay? N-A-G-A-R. 
I would love to see Forbidden Journey rethemed as a Beetlejuice ride. I just always love the idea of riding the sandworm as it weaves in and out of the netherworld. They could even have a Deo scene mm-hmm. as part of the queue. I almost said Day Zero, but it's Deo. You know, that's something to end. You know, day maybe ride. maybe there'll be something in the sequel that will spark a roller coaster. So this person wants to retheme a Harry Potter ride, whereas the other person wanted to retheme everything to Harry Potter. So yeah. we need to make them face off. Go heads up. But yeah, Beetlejuice ride would be great. Yeah, there's a Beetlejuice haunted house too. The Beetlejuice maze. Maybe we'll get to check out next month and last but not least our winner that i randomly selected this week is skirmisher who says i think i'd like a ride using soren's setup but across middle earth which i just realized means i want a new zealand advertisement as a ride (laughs) (laughs) so soren is the one where you feel like you're on a paraglider flying over you know it was soaring over california now it's just soren it's like all over the planets but doing that over middle earth would actually be really really cool so congratulations skirmisher we will reach out to you and i'll get your email and stuff and we will drop you line and then send us your address and then four years from now i'll mail you a autographed theme park map from jeff and i Will you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for a response there. I can see it in your eyes. So, Jeff, I have a question this week for our community to answer over at Rooster Teeth. And this is where we go through, and I love hearing responses and stuff. My question for this week for the community is, what attraction deserves its own movie? So, obviously, we have Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. We have Jungle Cruise. We have Haunted Mansion. So, what attraction out there exists? Haunted Mansion. That deserves its own movie. One that doesn't exist already, Jeff. So oh, that means, aren't they making a new one with Owen Wilson? Didn't I just see that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're I wanna, doing that. That, it, I did, that one deserves a reboot, and I want to see it. <laughs> There's actually a Tower of Terror attraction as well. Steve Gutenberg made a Tower of Terror movie. Which is fantastic. I think Kirsten Dunst was in it, or really? someone, or maybe when did that come out. God, like the nineties. Yeah. Um, and then supposedly they're doing a new Tower of Terror movie with Scarlett Johansson, but we'll see how that goes. Her, her, and Disney aren't on good terms right now. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So uh, how uh, how are Disney and Steve Gutenberg doing? Uh, probably pretty good. Okay. All right, I we'll think Steve Gutenberg's actually on cameo. <laughs> you know Steve Gutenberg? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I do. He's in Police Academy. He's a great guy. One Short of, circuit. Uh, he uh, one of the only people to uh, gross a billion dollars in film. His movies. Okay, so Ben is letting us know Disney cutting ties with Scarlett Johansson, Tower of Terror canceled. Well, unless we do the Gutenberg reboot. Anyway, he made a billion dollars. His movies grossed over a billion dollars in the 80s. You know how hard that is? Well, he made like 400 movies, He made a lot of popular movies. I think there were like 12 police academies. Well, there was a bunch, but... And then Short uh, Circuit. Short Circuit. There's Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. There's uh, Cocoon. Oh, yeah, Cocoon. It was a huge, huge movie. And then others. And then he he was the star of Batteries Not Included, I think that was him. Wait, he was in Batteries Not Included? Wasn't he? Maybe not. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering that. I might be confusing Batteries Not Included and Cocoon. Let me the cocoon. I, th- I figured you'd do short circuit. Short circuit. Well, don't give me something <laughs> on short circuit. I love. Wait, wait. You not like short circuit? Oh, I love it. Okay, good. No, good. I want to move to Astoria, Oregon, because it was filmed there. Not Goonies, but it's, and you- and Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> short circuit, Kindergarten Cop, and Goonies were all filmed within like eight blocks of each other. Really? Yeah. In, huh. in Astoria. That's cool. Well, actually, so someone has made a uh, a Johnny Five Lego figure. They repurposed all the stuff from another uh, Lego set. Yeah. And made a Johnny Five that you can actually drive around and stuff. But it's like a six hundred dollars set, so Dude, maybe that's awesome. Maybe someday I'll get it. I'll get it for your high birthday. spirits. <laughs> he was in high spirits. Jeff is on Steve Gutenberg's IMDb now. Well, Jeff, I'm going to let you get back to that, but we are going to wrap up this episode. 
of annual pass. It's been a good one. Uh, Lizzie, thank you so much for joining us and hanging out for the episode. Hopefully, did you enjoy your time here? Yeah, no, I had so much fun. Thank you for having me. Excellent, excellent. So hopefully we'll get more people coming in. And like, if you if you live in the Austin area and happen to have worked in an attraction, it's a lot easier than flying someone in. So, oh, yeah. But we can always do it online, too. A lot cheaper, too. Absolutely. So uh, thank you very much. Hopefully you learned a little bit about Dinosaur slash Countdown to Extinction. And uh, Jeff, do you feel like you learned something today? I do. I felt like I learned tons. And uh, one thing I learned is that I love having guests in studio. Yeah. So thank you so much for being our first in-studio guest, Lizzie. And uh, if you're out there, if you are, uh, 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 if you know Steve Gutenberg, tell him we said hi. Uh, if you are a Steve Gutenberg, uh, <laughs> hit us up. Awesome. And so thank you very much. Make sure to follow us on all the social media stuff, annual underscore pass on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us annualpass at roosterteeth.com. If you you know worked at an attraction and want to talk about your ride, we're doing the uh, we've got Indiana Jones uh, in the stunt show. The Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular is next week's episode. You said Indiana Jones and the stunt show. I did. <laughs> that was the title. That's the lamest Indiana Jones movie ever. <laughs> so we're doing Epic Stunt Spectacular next time. Hopefully we'll get a guest. We don't have anything planned yet, but we'll see. So that's going to do it for this week. Thank you very much everyone for listening thank you for everyone posting comments and t- sending us photos i love every single bit of correspondence we have with you guys it, absolutely it makes me very and happy if you are expecting to get a map keep holding out hope <laughs> someday you never know someday we've got some cool merchandise coming out very soon we have some halloween themed merchandise coming out very soon that's gonna be great so keep an eye store.roosty.com that's gonna do it have yourself a wonderful day stay safe out there we'll talk to you next time bye bye bye